you are top five. You're fifth with almost 300,000 earned. Why don't you compete in more tournaments? It's kind of like, since we don't really have a, a working anti-cheat, I don't know who's cheating and who's not. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, it doesn't really like interest me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby Podcast episode. I'm Graymaster Ghost, joined by the wonderful, the illustrious, as always, Katie Bedford in the booth with me. Katie, oh, how are you doing? I, I like that description. I'll, I'll take that. Thank you, Goach. I'm good. I'm good. Wake it up. Got my uh, got my coffee. Really excited for the guest we have on today. One of the best. Uh, and we're super excited to hear from him. But uh, Goach, just excited for some stuff we got coming up. Yeah, no, a lot of stuff coming up. Incredible guest. I, I really like this new trend. I think I've said this every single episode. I love this new trend that we're doing where we just basically bring on the best that Warzone has to offer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you go back and look at all of our episodes, we've had some of the coolest guests with some of the most amazing stories of kind of their come up. And this one is no different. Um, I've known this guest for a while, uh, had some really good conversations in person and uh, online just about kind of his story and his come up through the Warzone scene in particular. So uh, one of the best to do it. Top five earned in the game. I mean, this guy is a demon. Let's bring him in. We've got Super Evan with us today. Ev on hello, your hello. screen right now, my man. It is good to see you. What up? What up? It's good to see you guys too. I appreciate you guys hello. having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ev, I, I don't know if you've seen the podcast or not, but even if you haven't, I'm going to turn you up a little bit. The the uh, the thing we do at the very beginning, every single time, just to, just to break the ice, we're going to hit you with some mm -hmm. rapid fire questions, okay? All right. <laughs> it, it's, it's really simple. You, ain't, you don't have to think about it. Just whatever comes to mind. First thing that comes to yeah, mind. Does, just say it. doesn't even have to be correct. Katie and I are going to kind of just go back and forth. You just give me like a mm -hmm. one word or one sentence answer on this. So I'll start it off. Um, and this is this is a good one. Who is your favorite person to stream slash compete with? Uh, Biffle. That checks out. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite streaming moment. Um. Oh God. Uh, and Pam Gollet. Yeah, love that. Absolutely, no <laughs> questions asked. Uh, favorite meta of all time. Uh, Amax. Yep. You get a lot of Amax. Because it's people slapped. Say Are you kidding me? I just ran the kilo though. All right, <clears throat> favorite competitive moment. Oh goodness, uh, the Huskers howl, the first one. Okay, love it, love it. We are, good. Yeah, yeah. we are true rapid fire right now. You're killing it. <laughs> Le yep. Least favorite duo to compete against. Ooh, uh, Tommy and Almond. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, your favorite Warzone competitive format. Either two v twos or duo customs. Okay. One of the two. Ooh, duo customs. Have we gotten a duo? I don't think we've gotten a duo customs answer yet. Not, there has not been a duo customs in this map either. That is oh, crazy. Oh, wow. yeah. We'll talk more yeah. about that later. That's a great answer. I want to uh, dig deep into that. Um, okay. Hardest loss that you can remember in a competitive scene. Oh, gosh. I, the, okay. I, the Wonderland, the land yeah. tournament where yeah. we, got, we got second in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tough one. But it was still I a good tournament that. overall. All right. If you could do any dream brand deal right now who would it be with uh nike sure 
I respect that. Yeah, like, yeah. Tried and true brand. Uh, yeah, you're trying to get trying to get the gaming space into Nike. You know, they yeah. got they got Ninja over there at Adidas. You know, so it's like it, it makes sense. I think it works. Right for Nike, you know? I like it. It makes sense. Yeah. Write some emails. Uh, call your congressman. Well, <laughs> Ev, I, I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast with us. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, thanks for the rapid fire questions. When, when we start talking about kind of your come up and your story, I, I really want to go back to the beginning. And we don't do this with everybody. Uh, but we have for the last couple of guests and i've really liked the flow of like hey let's talk about like who you were early and and i i would start with like hey how'd you get involved in warzone but let's go back before that because you have a history of competing in sports um and uh you know you and i were talking a little bit um back at the tim the tavern tailgate and you were talking kind of about who you were before streaming so talk to me about like evan before streaming and then your, your pathway into streaming yeah absolutely um so I grew up in a, in a household of just straight sports. It was either basketball or football. Um, I got two. I got two older brothers. Um, one of them I'm very close to. He actually isn't living in the same house as me. He's also my manager. Um, but anyways, uh, grew up basically playing basketball and football my whole life. I stopped playing football uh, around high school. Just kept with basketball. And the plan was to go to college. You know, get a scholarship to go play either Division two or Division one basketball. Um, Around my senior year, uh, towards the end of the year, uh, I, I started really picking up the streaming side of video games. Well, let me rewind. Let me rewind. In the beginning of high school is when I started picking up competitive gaming. Uh, I think it was around like, was that BO3? Yeah, sure. I think, or something like that. Um, but, you know, I played games throughout all high school. And then when I got to my senior year, um, I started picking up the streaming side of things. And that's when everything kind of switched for me, you know. Um, I was a pretty good basketball player. I wasn't like anything crazy, but I, I was a Division two. I had like seven, eight offers to go play Division two. Um, I turned them all down to uh, pursue the gaming side of things uh, to see where it could go. What'd your parents think, considering you said your house was so? It, yeah, it was a very, uh, it was a very tough conversation that I had to have. Um, it was not easy. Uh, you know, my mom was crying. She she didn't know because I mean it was a new it was like a newer space. You know, like they didn't. Yeah. They're like my son wants to play video games. Like what? Um, but they uh, they gave me a a year. You know, I sat my dad down and I talked to him. I was like, Dad, if you could just give me one year off of college because I was going to the community college at the time. Um, I was like, just give me one year off, and I can show you I can make money off of this. And this is around Fortnite. So I was playing Fortnite, and this is when like the two v twos really started blowing up, like the CMGs, mm -hmm. UMGs, all that. So I was playing all that, but I mean the tournaments every day were going for seven hundred, eight hundred dollars per tournament, and there was like seven of them a day. So I was one of the top ones. It was me and God Nick, who mm -hmm. people don't know, he's not in the scene <laughs> anymore. Um, but we we were running stuff on Fortnite for a long time, and that's when me and Nick Merks actually got close. Yeah. Um, and because I was, I mean, I've been a part of the M fam for a long time, um, but not, I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, yeah. But Nick, Nick really put, gave me the platform uh, through like all of his community tournaments and stuff. That's what gave me my name. Yeah. Transferred over to Warzone and we ended up calling and all that. So. Yeah, let, let's come back to that. I, I will have a follow up as you were kind of talking. You know, so when you started thinking about gaming, was the original conversation with parents like, hey, I want to do this gaming thing as a competitor because I know I'm good or as a streamer because I know I can entertain on the other mm. side? 
It was more so that I knew I was good. Okay, so it was like, yeah. hey, I'm going into the tournament scene and I am going to win real money and I'm going to make a career out of this from competing. Right. The, I mean, the, my ultimate goal, because I always played Call of Duty, I wanted to be a part of the CDL. Like, I wanted to join, like, oh. Optic or FaZe or one of those teams. Mm -hmm. But uh, I never really got, like, the... I don't know. It was tough to get, like, an opportunity of that because I feel like once you were seen in, like, the scene for there, because the scene was so small, yeah. it was tough to get in, so... Well, in the variant grind going up through challengers, kind of the passion pit can be pretty right. tough. Right, 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 right. Super interesting. Um, well, you know, as we as we start talking about like where you went next, I know you're talking about Fortnite, and you had your, you know, uh, you met Nick Merckx through that scene, and and we all know the story of the Infam Gauntlet, and and I want to get there. Um, did was the competitive drive that you had kind of growing up, like was that something you always had, or did it come with basketball? It getting into like later as you matured and got really good. Like when did the competitive drive start? That obviously carried into streaming. It definitely came from the sports, the basketball side. Um, I mean, it, it was just it was just sports. It, it just you always wanted to win. I just always had that drive to win. Um, I, I would say it really came into play though. Like I couldn't, I didn't really put it into gaming until around like when I started picking up teammates, like looking for Twitter uh teammates or whatever yeah. and picking all these playing these Twitter tournaments that's what i really start because you don't want to let anyone down you know what i mean you want to give your 100 percent mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i mean i would say probably around like the bo3 stage is where that competitive thing came in for me into gaming so you're running through fortnite you're doing your thing you're finding success uh warzone drops uh it comes out it's the talk of the town right so did you jump into warzone right from the beginning what initially drew you to warzone obviously you've said that you've been involved in cod for a long time and then after that how quickly did you discover competitive warzone um yeah so i i went off a hunch because i didn't know warzone was going to be a like hundred percent thing so i like i said i was i was playing fortnite and the new Modern Warfare was coming out, but the hunch was that they were going to drop a Battle Royale version of uh, whatever. Um, so I, as soon as the new Call of Duty dropped, I switched over and I was playing uh, S&D tournaments uh, again. Oof. Yeah, I was playing, <laughs> playing S&D tournaments with uh, X-Amps. Um, yeah. And uh, we were actually doing pretty good for ourselves. You know, we won a couple here and there. Um, the stream liked it, everything. It was... Uh, it was a little weird transition to go from Fortnite to that, but they picked it up. All right. Um, but then when Warzone dropped, I immediately hopped on. I was not wasting time because I, I actually saw what Fortnite did for like smaller creators and they blew up and I saw the come up from that. And I knew just people like to watch Battle Royales. So I was like, okay, if Call of Duty, Call of Duty is one of the bigger games and FPS shooters. And I was just like, if Call of Duty is going to drop a Battle Royale, I want to be at the top of it. So as soon as it dropped, I did not waste any time. Yeah, that that is. Uh, I was gonna say that that's a more calculated way to to mm -hmm. execute Warzone than than most. Like most people that we've talked right. to, are like, oh, I jumped into Warzone and then found success. It, it sounded like, right. hey, I found success. You know, at least limited success in Fortnite and then to S and D, and then it was a calculated. I identified this yeah. open I mean, and then went for it. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want to call it calculated, but I mean, it is technically calculated, but like. I, I just I knew what a battle royale game would do in this because I mean I feel like all the games are like turning to battle royale like everyone sure. wants a Halo battle royale everyone you know like so I I just kind of figured that the amount of opportunity that Fortnite brought to people I figured Warzone would do the same yeah yeah absolutely um 
Well, I, I know, Katie, I want you to ask this next question because I love this question because, you know, and I know I want to talk about the, the gauntlets and everything with, with Nick because I know that was a huge moment and kind of the stair step to the next level. Um, right. but, but Katie, go for this next one. Yeah, so this is actually uh, something from Saz and chat, which I, I loved. So you said, right, there there were tears from mom. It was a big moment to talk to your parents about going into this. You are having success in Fortnite. You come over to Warzone. You identify the opportunity early. So first off, has it happened? And if so, at what point did your parents realize that what you were doing was going to be successful? When did their opinions change, if they've changed? Yeah, um... So right around that Fortnite stage, I mean, Fortnite was one of the biggest games at the time. Um, they were they were having those tournaments every day on like CMG, UMG. We were just like tourney sharking, right? Yeah. And all those tournaments were easily $1,000 each or, I mean, not $1,000 each, sorry, $1,000 prize pool. But I mean, there's five or seven of them a day. But we were winning three or four of them a day. So that adds up quick. And so my parents started seeing me making this couple thousand dollars <laughs> every day. They're like, you know, holy shit, like, oh my God, he's making a lot of money doing this. And that's just from small little CMG tournaments, you know? I never, in Fortnite, I never got the chance to play one of those Friday Fortnites or uh, any of those. But um, when the uh, World Cup and all that came around, uh, we never really made any money off the custom. I was never like, my strong suit was never the building. Like, I never, I sucked at building. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but we did good for ourselves. We actually, fun fact, really quick. We were one kill away from qualifying for the World Cup oh. in the first qualifier for duos. And that's a, that was a $50,000 kill, and we did oh not get it. Oh, my gosh. That hurt. But to go back to the, uh, to the thing, my parents, I have full support from my family now. Um, Great. I, I, did, I did literally a couple months into what I was doing. Um, but I think that's just them, you know, because they always supported me through basketball and stuff. So I think that's just them carrying it over to this. Just trying to, you know, they still don't really understand it fully, which I don't expect them to. Um, but my dad does his best. You know, he watches me from time to time. And uh, yeah. my mom's too busy to watch me. But my dad, my dad will definitely hop on time yeah you know it's it's a it's an interesting thing with with people that don't really understand the gaming space it's it usually just comes with just you know raw numbers of success right, right? when you can start right. proving okay instead of here's the concept do you approve it's more of like hey the the concept is here but this is what i'm able to make this is how i'm able to support myself uh you know i'm not throwing away everything that you guys have given me like right, i'm right. creating something for myself totally understand that and was in I a think, similar I, I spot think that's, that storyline is changing too now i think it's becoming more like a thing now yeah. where like oh you want a game Absolutely. now okay go for it yeah yeah, yeah. so I will say I know some people in the communities all over the place. Some some of you have really supportive parents and understand who understand gaming, and that's that's definitely like a uh, a minority opinion. But it is really cool sure. when when the parents are like, "Hey, we know we know gaming. We're here. We're gonna start supporting you." I mean, that's gonna be right. us whenever if any of us have <laughs> right. kids, right? Like, right. It's like, yeah, we're tra three years old. Put the controller in their hand. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's awesome. And and you know, I've had the chance to meet your brother Levi. He's he's fantastic. So so talk to me a little bit about your relationship with your brother he's your manager um he's he's kind of the one doing some of the deals for you setting up um things that are coming up down the line uh how did that get started you know what's that relationship like yeah um i you know my brother's always someone i looked up to um so i was following his footsteps in the basketball because he went and played college basketball all that so i was following his you know he paid the path for me i was just following it yeah um so he when he got out of college 
he stopped playing basketball. He was going to go play overseas and stuff, but it just never really worked out. Um, so he started doing, uh, he worked furniture. So he was mo- working for a moving company, which is, if people don't know, that's fucking hard yeah. labor. It's yeah. hard. That's hard work. Um, I, I know myself because I helped him out with some of the work, uh, jobs he had. But um, he did that for seven years or seven to eight years. And, you know, he always supported me with, from, from the jump because he kn- knew how good I was at video games. Um, so whenever I was financially stable enough to bring him on board, I was no question about it. I was like, you know, dude, I know you hate doing this furniture stuff. Just come work with me and we can turn this thing into whatever it's going to be, you know? So yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was a pretty cool moment for me. Yeah, no, it, it, he definitely has your best interests in mind from what I've seen. And it's been really cool to see him at all the events as well with you. And, and you guys just tag team so well. So th- th- it's really cool to have like, you know, somebody, a, a piece of your family there kind of like cheering you along all the way and uh, and also like doing business with you. If it works, it works. And um, it, it's awesome to see you guys kind of working together. Let, let's jump up to the next section, which is this, you're in war zone, you're competing, you're, you're running, you know, infam gauntlets in particular. So talk to me about the linchpin in your competitive career. Once everything started really taking off, was there a specific event with, with Nick Merckx? Was it kind of just a slow burn? What was, what do you think is that linchpin that, that stepped you up to the next level? Um, okay. So Nick, Nick had his first gauntlet, uh, and it was me Frozone and X amps. Oh yeah. We smack. I mean, we literally blew everyone out of the water. We just smoked everyone. Um, so that one gave us like, oh, the, like, okay, these guys just won the first tournament, whatever. Then he had the second one and we literally did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then a- a- and after, after that second one, uh, Nick actually hosted me in it, uh, with like 80,000 people or whatever it was. Yeah. And then that's what set my stream to the next level, but not a lot, uh, let alone, I mean, the, the competition that we had to go against, uh, that's when people knew like who I was be or they were getting to start to know who i was like tp uh symphony all these guys because they were invited to those tournaments yeah um so that that second gauntlet was the most important one i think in my opinion okay and then i started playing tournaments with nick and and then that's when i got introduced to swag and it, it just all took off from there yeah, no, it's funny because I, I think back to those events, which is like such early of like they seem like a memory at this point, right? Like they feel so long ago. But, you know, I remember seeing your name for the first time. I was like, oh, who is this guy? Because he just smoked everybody. Right. And then you guys- every, everyone, everyone tells me they want me to go with the M4 RPG. I'm like, I can't do that anymore, yeah. dude. That's not, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not a thing. You kind of <laughs> like coined it, right? It was like, I know the, the no stock M4. That's the, what everyone uh, yeah. recognizes me as. I remember that like it was it was like a memory back in my deepest dreams of the no stock in four oh, and, and nick picked it up so I, I mean everybody started using it because of the mobility that it offered and like you were one of the people that started that which is which is really cool but only if i could go back i, I oh <laughs> dude yeah i was surprised you didn't say that was your favorite meta was the no stock m4 <laughs> now the amax was my, uh, the, uh, the reason why i said the amax for that was because that's when me and d or biffle started to really like pop off with every like we there were i maybe three or four duo tournaments that we played in that we just blew everyone out of the water. We're like, no yeah. one even came close to us. I think like Aiden and Raiden were like the closest teams that even like competing with us at the time. Um, but that's when the, everything just like blew up for us. And I knew Biffle was the one that put me on the Amax because I was a Kilo. I was a Kilo yeah. guy. Yeah. And, but he was like, dude, use the Amax. It hits harder. If you can control the recall on it, you're good. I was like, oh, okay. So. Yeah. 
So I want to, this is something interesting, ties very much into competitive, but it's something that Goj and I have talked a lot about specifically with yourself and, and with Biffle is that you guys are an anomaly in that you are some of the highest overall earners, but you also play the least amount of tournaments, which is impressive because you get a lot of those top earners. They're in almost every single tournament. doesn't matter how small it is, how big it is. But you guys managed to be there. You are winning the big tournaments. You are winning the very impactful tournaments. And you get you get a lot of bang for your buck for how much you compete. So my first question, why don't you compete in more tournaments? Is it because you can't always play with Biffle? What, what's the reasoning there for why you only play the amount you do? Um... So these okay, so some of these smaller tournaments, right? The the Twitter tournaments, the 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 buy-in tournaments. Since we don't really have a, a working anti-cheat, I don't know who's cheating and who's not. Um, whereas where people who got invited, the bigger names mm -hmm. have something to lose if they ever got caught cheating. Uh, I just don't think they would cheat. So I, I don't I don't know. It's it's kind of like it, it, part of it's not being able to play with Biffle because Biffle doesn't like playing the small tournaments at all. Um, which I, I mean, I get it. He, he's going for like content stuff like at night and stuff, yeah. which I, I completely get. Um, I, I, you know, I'll dabble from time to time. Like if the tournament's like four or five K, I'll, I'll jump in there with like Stu or Almond. Like we're playing a tournament today with Almond. Um, but I, I don't know. It just. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that. It just I, it doesn't really like interest me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's fair because you take a look at this and overall, uh, uh, we're talking Caldera, Rebirth, Verdansk, everything. You are top five. You're fifth with almost 300,000 earned. You were top five. You're fifth in Verdansk. You're in the top 10 for Caldera and you're in the top 20 in Rebirth. Do you think that those positions change if you're getting in, if you cited hell yeah i want to grind all these twitter tournaments all these other ones i didn't participate in do you think that those ratings bump up a little bit maybe just a maybe just a tad bit i don't think anything crazy um because I, I, th I think there is kind of like a wide i mean maybe between me and like fourth i think it's like rated or something there's like small amounts but yeah yep. yeah that but everyone else is like top three i think they're like forty thousand dollars ahead of me or something like that or whatever so maybe like maybe like small increments uh maybe um but I will say this one thing too about the small tournaments. Uh, maybe an unpopular opinion. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to say it. But I think it actually is ruining the tournament scene. Um, it's it's turning into like a uh, a CMG or a UMG, which is not what Warzone needs. In reality, Warzone needs is like a. I don't want to say like a league because that's not really up to us. That's up to Activision. Um, but in, in a sense, that it needs something like that because it's just going to kill the tournament scene. Every every pub you go into now, someone's in a tournament, someone's in doing something, right? And you have mm -hmm. to worry about all this. You don't want to mess anyone up, so you have to back out all this. It's just, it's just not, I don't think it's good for the community. Now, I'm all for bringing up new people who aren't known and want to be like, ha have a platform to put their name on. But having a tournament every day is not the way. I, I promise you that. We were we talked about that too. It's so funny, Katie. The the way he's you know you, you transitioned without even asking the question, right? Like it was it was perfect because that that's kind of where we were going next. Was like, hey, well, let's talk about the tournament scene in particular because you do it different than a lot of people, which is what Katie was asking. And so like when you start thinking about the Twitter tournaments and, and what you were just saying about how they're like kind of ruining competitive Warzone and how it's changing the landscape entirely, like compare that to when you got started it, it, with you 
UMG days with Friday Fortnite? Because you were talking about the, the Fortnite days. There was like seven tournaments a day. Like, do you think that also hurt the, the Fortnite scene? Is it is it a one-for-one -one comparison or is there a difference between the two? I, I do think it hurt the Fortnite scene. Um, I mean, the, the Fortnite literally in, in public matches right now, they don't, they have like bots. They literally have yeah. AIs that run around. Yeah. Um, it did it did affect fortnite in a way it helped fortnite in the beginning because fortnite was so new call of duty isn't new i know warzone is new but call of duty isn't new call of duty's been around for very long time damn near 20 years now um i i, I don't know it, it just it kind of kills the competitive i don't know how i put this kind of kills the competitive drive that people are having like to where well presumably each one makes the next less meaningful yeah so yeah 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 that's that's a good way to put it. it it's just i don't know it's tough like i i'm all for like helping the, the some people who like are talented that aren't well known to get known um but i just think there's a better way to do it and i'm not and i'm not knocking uh miss know-it-all or like winnerellas and all them. i think what they do is great like but it's just it, it's i i just think there is a better way to do it than, than having a tournament every day Sure. And do you can you expand on that? Do you I mean is that something where you just think less Twitter tournaments and wait for Warzone 2 to hopefully have more of the bigger tournaments or how do you think that plays out to make it um kind of bring back more the meaning of actually winning? Yeah, so I think the way uh, Nick did it where he had his infam gauntlets where he held a qualifier, he had a separate prize pool for the qualifier, whoever qualifies comes and plays and he invites the other people and then they you know that's that's the way to do it and then you put those guys up against the best who are the quote-unquote best in the world at the time and then they can make a name for themselves that's the way i would go about it but you know the, that also is a lot of work to go to be doing that you know running these twitter yeah. tournaments there's not really much to do you know you get the the names the teams and all that and then you just throw them into a bracket and they go right that's simple as that yeah whereas you get a bigger prize pool there's a lot more that goes into it so I, you know it, it goes back and forth i don't know um I don't really have an answer for them to do that, but Nick Merckx is the perfect example of how to run qualifiers and then bring them into a bigger tournament. Yeah, well, and he kind of okay. started that too. Like he was, he was one of right. the like leading kind of forefront, like almost like grassroots turdy organizers, even though he wasn't like grassroots, obviously, because he's massive. But it, it, the way they organized it was very community based. Like, hey, this is our community doing our thing. Like, I remember some of my good friends that are, that are part of the infam trying to get into those tournaments, and they're like, it, depending on how long you've been a sub, can't affect it, and like all of that stuff, which right, totally right, right. makes sense, right? Like that is a community based tournament. So that is the definition of a grassroots tournament it just happened to be the largest events that were happening right. at, at the time <laughs> uh, so i, I want to move on a little bit but the same thread of talking about the largest tournaments that are happening at the time a world series of warzone 2 just got announced um it, it's coming you know whatever two weeks from now or roughly yeah, or a little, little bit longer than that um talk to me about world series of warzone uh the the last world series of warzone in particular uh what do you think about this new world series of warzone um I, you know i I'll wait for my thoughts. I want to hear kind of where you're at with World Series of Warzone. Um, what, what's your exact question? Like, I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for it. Um, I don't really know who my uh, trio is going to be. I have an idea. 
but sure. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything yet. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll narrow the question down a little bit more. Uh, talk to me about the last World Series of Warzone first. Yeah. Um, your experience in that tournament. What do you think about it? We had the the icon, one of the most iconic Warzone moments of all time, which was Skump winning the solo YOLO versus Aiden, right in the last seconds. But but talk to me about your experience in that tournament, pros and cons. Uh. Pros, I mean, I, I mean, I love it. I mean, it's a huge prize pool. It's what everyone wants. Um, you know, they have the qualifiers for it. Anyone can uh, come play. Um, but the uh, the only thing that's bad about World Series of Warzone is that there's just zero bans. Right. <laughs> there's not a rule set. You know, uh, we have all these tournaments leading up to World Series of Warzone to like make the rule set. I, at least in my, I thought so. But they, I guess, they don't really care. Um, but I mean, I, I, I love it. You know. Bring the best competition in. Let them let them go head to head at it for for a big uh, for a big bag, and uh, I think it brings the best uh, entertain entertaining uh, stream. So, but I think it brings that passion too, right? Yeah, There's 100%. there is an effort level difference between a thousand dollar pot and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think that's that's when we see the best of you. That's when we see the right. best of Biffle, well, Almond, and everyone else. He, the thing is, like, we to be honest, I don't even think about the money, but in a sense, I do. It's like. It's really not on your mind if you're getting to the end it, of something it, and you know. It, it definitely is, but like, in a way, it's like. It's more of like a bragging rights thing, right? So if you, let's just say you win the 200,000, like let's say we won both the Huskers House tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. Which which is what happened. We, it was like a more of a bigger, like bragging rights thing for us. Just be like, yo, we're the fucking best. Like we won both the biggest, literally the two biggest 2v2 tournaments that I've been in Verdansk and we'll go down for that. Like we're, no one, no one beat us, right? Yeah. So it's, it's different from saying like, oh, we won this 40K or this 50K. Yes, the money's nice, but it's like, you know, it's just nice to have that one up and be like, I won the three hundred thousand dollar tournament, or I won the the five hundred thousand dollar tournament. You know, like whatever, right? So it definitely brings the passion out of us for sure. But in the money, I can't say the money doesn't have an effect because it does. Right? Yeah, but, sure, sure. It doesn't hurt to be sure. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> well, and I, I think too, like when you start thinking about your brand and a lot of the competitors' brands, you know, almonds in the exact same kind of thread as you it's like hey my goal whenever i am playing is to be the best and so it makes sense that like hey it, it, overall brand recognition as the best player in warzone or the best player in 2v2s or the best player in this format etc is probably more valuable than the prize money you're making unless it's you know a hundred thousand dollars maybe in one round but right. you know like in terms of general overarching kind of long-term goals for you like as a competitor you want your brand to be i am the best right 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 exactly exactly that it's just like going back to the start of warzone i came into this wanting to be the best and when i found biffle i knew that we were like had the best shot at anything because i no one knew who this kid was yeah at the time and i remember very vividly it was like uh it was huskers Howell's first tournament the big like it was like i think it was like 150k um and they gave us a spreadsheet of team or the players who invited and the we had a captains and then a players list and the captains had to pick from the players list and i saw biffle on there and no one picked him i was really like the last pick too and no, <laughs> one, picked goes, him. no one picked either <laughs> of you I, I, I i snacked him up and i was like dude let's go like i, I was like i know who you are because he was playing with nick he's from the infam so i knew who he was and uh ever since then it was just history dude i mean i got lucky yeah that's super cool. Well, 
it, I mean, maybe a little bit of luck, but from what you've told us, it seems like both with transitioning into Warzone and uh, being able to identify Biffle before everyone knew how good he was seemed uh, pretty smart on your part. And uh, I, I want to move. I, I know you got this uh, tournament coming up, but I, I want to talk about Exet. So um, thank you for debating me really hard on a prior podcast. <laughs> we saw we saw your tweet um you're like oh no where am i going and i was like surely surely he wouldn't do that and go to be fair go thought you were going to go thought you're going back to exit i got you i, I knew it was <laughs> bait did. i knew it was bait i'm too trusting i was like surely surely this is not just bait but you did just resign with exit so why do you feel like they're the best fit for you how has it been being a part of that organization um yeah i just think they're uh they have the same uh interests me i think they have the same uh kind of vision that i do seeing in the future uh they're kind of taking more so uh the phase route i want to say where it's like they're they're hitting like the, all the the social media things where they're hitting like the art the rappers and like uh the music industry is big for x head because our one of our owners clint the sparks is actually a music producer so he has all this into mm -hmm. the music industry so we were able to get like t grizzly swaley you know all these guys mm -hmm. um but I, I'm big into music like that too. I, I like to, to the music stuff. Um, so aside from that, them going through with esports and stuff, they just sold me on saying we, we're doing this and this and this. They had it planned out, mapped out everything, and I was just like, okay, this is perfect. And that first year that I was signed with them on, all those plans hit, everything hit, and I was just like, oh, I was like, holy shit, these guys are really doing it. And uh, I think we were the seventh most talked about org on uh, Twitter. There was some weird stat that I saw. And we were like one of the most, uh, the fastest growing orgs or some shit like yep. that, um, which is, uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And they're kind of having me at the forefront of like the Warzone side. I think it's like me, Jared, and uh, we got Russ and Bart and all of us. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, they're, they're headed in the right direction and I, I have full faith. Yeah, you know they take they they take care of me, so I can't complain. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, one of the <laughs> things I've certainly noticed with Xset is that they have been trying to branch outside of just gaming partners, yeah. right? You know, yeah, they're, yeah. They're that's, going... what I, that's what I was trying to say. Sorry, yeah. I no, no, no. You, you said it. You said it. And and I think the music side of it is is a big piece to that to that equation. But it's a lot of outside of gaming partners mm -hmm. that I think is really intriguing and it fits your brand too. I mean, your mm -hmm. your brand has been trying to to say, hey, I am a gamer, but also I have all of these other interests outside of gaming, and that's kind of who I am as a person or as a streamer so um final question for you and, and i'll let you you know go not warm up probably is what you told me so <laughs> but uh final question uh kind of in that same thread is just kind of what it will kind of close out with this what is, what does future of super evan look like like can you give us a, a peek behind the curtain on on what you're planning not necessarily like uh, things that are coming up but more so on um you know what you want to do with your your path because you've been a competitor for a long time and you're dang good you've won a ton of money but uh you know it's kind content next are you expanding into different realms are you thinking about other games like what do you got on your mind right now yeah um so warzone 2 right right we're all hoping it's 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 amazing which i, I think it will be very very good you know i think activision's pouring all their eggs into this basket and i think it's going to turn out great um so for the future of me that's where i'm i'm, I'm going to be you know i want to same same storyline i want to be the mm -hmm. fucking top gun on that the top g yeah the top g of it whatever um but recent uh back it up to more recent things uh can't really say much but just uh, keep your eye out for something that's uh gonna be coming up here soon 
Okay. Like, you heard that? Okay, you heard it. I like it. I like it. Well, that might be coming. It might be coming up real soon. <laughs> okay. Well, I will definitely keep my eye on Twitter. I'll make sure all your your noties are on. Uh, uh, Katie, any any final thoughts before we let Super Evan do his thing? Uh, no. Best of luck, though. Uh, in the tournament, you said you're playing with Almond. Yeah. So it's actually an odd man out. I'm actually playing with uh, Almond and Kenzie. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we saw. She's in the chat. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be with her in just a second. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we're looking forward to whatever is coming up very soon. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Twitter as per usual. Uh, Ev, I'm going to turn your noties on, but for all everybody else that wants to turn your Twitter noties on, tell us where you can everybody can find you on all the social medias. Uh, what's your handle everywhere you need to be found? Uh, Twitter Super Evan with two underscores at the end. We got uh, twitch.tv slash Super Evan, and then we got uh, Instagram, the uh, the real Super Evan. Love it. And, t and TikTok, TikTok Super Evan underscore. Hey, we're cooking some TikToks. Let's go, Ev. Oh, no, awesome. We're, we're going to get that Twitter handle changed soon, man. We got to get some contacts Dude, rolling. I, you know what's bad about it, too? It's it's tough because I, I got the, I'm verified, and if I change it, oh, I get unverified. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't talk it's to tough. someone at Twitter about trying, transitioning I'm, it? I'm trying to. I, I'm working with XSet on it right now. We All right. Well, uh, we wish you the best of luck in no longer having two underscores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's bad. I know. <laughs> All, right. All right, man. Hey, good luck in your tournament. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you on in the future. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate yeah, you guys having you. me. It was awesome. It was fun. Yeah. See ya. See you guys. All right. Uh, Fantastic. There we go. Big shout out to Super Evan, guys, a rock star for coming on. Um, and and what of a great lineup, Goge. We actually have uh, the, the whole next month kind of booked out already with uh with folks coming on and and super evan coming on was great yeah no he uh he was his story was really cool i've heard his story before and one of the things mm -hmm. i love about his story and one of the things he didn't mention i will shout him out on this too like he he was telling me how much streaming uh competing has really like changed his life from a um like his personality too like he's just grown and become more outspoken and, and willing to like give opinions and and talk to people he doesn't know like those types of things it wasn't he, he wasn't That's super wonderful. comfortable with and uh streaming kind of created that for him and he was also winning hundreds of thousands of dollars okay. in warzone Look. and apparently thousands of dollars in fortnite which i like kind of knew that, that but hurt, okay <laughs> yeah. like meeting new people growing as a person is great but also acquiring the bag does not sure you know, sure respectfully respectfully <laughs> acquiring the bag well uh it, it is time we've got two more sections we've got a lot to talk about the world series of warzone we're really excited to talk more in depth about that if you guys didn't know on this channel on the bot lobby podcast on youtube we actually made a video everything you need to know about world series of warzone so you can go check out that video we're going to do a little bit of conjecturing towards the end of this live video um that we're at uh on the twitch but uh, it is time, uh, Katie, for one of our favorite uh, segments. The reason uh, we're able to do the show, uh, uh, one of our amazing sponsors, uh, Coliseum. Is, it is time for the Coliseum Stat Chat. And um, I've got a little special something I wanted to start Ooh. out with. A little different on the graphics side today to start. And then we'll go through the rest of the graphics as per usual. If you guys didn't know, the, the, Ooh, the podcast that. is sponsored by uh, Coliseum. They do Daily Fantasy. And you can go uh, check them out. Exclamation point sponsor in the chat. I'll talk a little bit more about who they are. But they provided 
us some cool graphics for our stat chat today and the first one is a little game for us katie we get to play over under on some stats so let me explain this okay. graphic that is on the screen so that we can actually make some predictions now wait can you can you can you are you going to explain over under to me yes, as well yes yeah that's what i'm about to do this is for everybody so the way this works katie is if you look <laughs> over here i'm pointing at it uh, they have different yeah. stat lines that we're gonna we're gonna play over under on that just basically mm -hmm. means you and i say over if we think it's going to be over or under now what is the stat we're talking about well you can see most kills per game most deaths per game most headshots per game and then overall placement these are the stats of the leader you know how we go through all the stats of the leaders of each of these stat lines throughout the week in the stat chat we are going to pick whether we think the leader of next week will be over Ooh, 42 okay. or under 42 in next week and if they'll be over seven deaths per game or under seven deaths per game average so those are the stats we're going to do. Does that make sense? So we won't pick the person. It's just that whoever that person is, which we're going to go through who this week's are, we're going to see mm -hmm. if next week we are correct. Chat, you guys can play along as well. And again, if you want to check out Coliseum exclamation point sponsor, they have these really cool fantasy contests where you can win some money if your Warzone players playing pubs also win and do good things. So, um, all right, let's start. So uh, the mm -hmm. average leader each week of the most kills per game throughout an entire week of gameplay, whether it's 100 hours of gameplay or, or 15 hours of gameplay, was 41.7, which is insanely high. So do you think next week will be over or under 42? Over, easily. These okay. are some of the best in the business. Every single time we have stat lines here, it's like, here's a 50 bomb, here's sure. a 55 bomb, easily over. Sure, I, I agree also because we just released, a, a, or, or excuse me, not me, I, I wish, but Activision themselves just released an update of the, of the game. I think there's gonna be a lot of people mm -hmm. grinding this new Yo, update, finding the meta, exactly. Uh -huh. Finding the meta, we're gonna be dropping some really <laughs> high kill games. So I will also say over for that one. Most deaths per game. Do you think uh, deaths per game of an average of seven, will that be higher or lower this upcoming week? I'm going over again. Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to be higher than that too. Yeah. S somebody's testing the meta and they're not doing a great job of it. Is that is that kind of the idea? Or some fun challenge or something sure. with their chat. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going. We got to pump all these numbers all right, up. If over. you go over, I will go under on most deaths per game. Uh, next, we have most headshots per game at 16 headshots per game. I think these are headshot eliminations, by the way. Obviously not bullets. Um, 16 is the average. 16 is what we're over under on. What are you saying? Over again. Over I mean, again. look, Respect. here's the thing. I feel like uh, Coliseum Loki is kind of disrespecting the skill level of some of these players. <laughs> I'm going. I well, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm going over on the headshots Let, for sure. This is not the average player. This is the average leader each week, if that makes sense. So this is this is like this is what the stats are every week. We're saying, hey, this next week is going to be above average based on everything. So we'll, we'll keep going. Um, I'm going over. Yeah, I'm still okay. over. Amazing. So. Overall placement, this is average placement throughout the entire week of games. The leaders are averaging 2.2 or almost third place every single game they play. Are you going over or under on uh, on third place? This is the leader. The average? Oh, for the leader. Uh, I mean, we get people come in and who have an average of first. Zlaner has come in with an average of like 1.2. Like That's true. Yeah. That's I'm, true. I'm, wait, so okay, how 
over would still be the, over would be lower number over would be the lower okay, number that'd be first right, or second right, yeah yeah so i'm going over on everything like over okay. on the whole line i will i will also go over here so we're aligned on all of them except for i believe i did uh i went different on deaths i think the deaths yeah. per game average mm -hmm. is going to be lower uh other than that we're pretty much aligned on that fun little uh stat chat here we'll run through some of these other graphics real quick uh top streamers uh from the week we had third place average we had uh the ocean ops this is where some of these stats come from average third through the entirety of of the uh the week which is really impressive uh we have uh fortune's keep placement average of first okay that's fine <laughs> stellar moves this dude is crazy uh i appreciate you stellar you're you're a freak uh, a victory streak of 11 from shaded step and op marked very strong uh, fortunes mm -hmm. keep victory streak of 10 from mr soki i will say whenever there's a fortunes keep tournament watch out for mr soki you might not know who this is that's totally fine but he has been on this stat line almost every single time for fortunes keep i gotta say you know how it balances with wins um and do we have any idea what his kills are alongside those wins because uh, sometimes play style can be that's true. you know Oftentimes, he's been up there on the kills as well. Uh, just oh, fortunes okay. keep grinder. Uh, Gulag wins Jukies with 195 in one week. That's okay, pretty I strong. I gotta say, though, I'm looking at the stats, though. His overall losses, 190. Okay, well, almost 50-50. That's not great. <laughs> yeah, but also to so many games. That's so many games. So, so many, many games. games. Yeah, I guess some, you gotta remember some games he never went to the Gulag at all. So those yeah. stats are not mm -hmm. really a 50-50. Okay, let's keep rolling. We gotta get through this. Uh, Stan Man's on here. Let's go, Stan. One of the homies has made it onto the stat chat. Incredible. Uh, Rebirth uh, top uh, kind of uh, kills here in Rebirth. Uh, Rational dropped to 42 this past week. Tommy dropped to 47 in Caldera. My man Stanman 34. Old Max is dropping a 39 on Fortune's Keep. Woo! Looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. That's impressive, certainly. I, I mean, that's why... I... At the upper threshold, there's enough people who can consistently be dropping numbers yep. like that. But you take a look. All map victories. Sheesh, that's so close to 100. That'd be outrageous if that was triple digits. In a week, 91 wins uh, on all maps for Faded Invaded and 78 wins for OP Mark this week. Uh, light work, wow. brother. Wow, light wow, work. Wow. Uh, new new little picture here. This is kind of like a streamer spotlight. Uh, and again, mm -hmm. with... with uh, Coliseum in their fantasy program uh, you essentially have like a salary cap budget that you work with and you can buy these different players for your weekly contest and then you win money if you have the best team uh, based on the stats that they provide so uh, if you look over here on your right we have a uh, kind of a streamer spotlight legendary 117s uh, costs 8,000 uh, of your salary cap most executions 57 that's obscene. That definitely was a challenge. Mm -hmm. All-time kills of 200,000 and highest kill game. Uh, highest kills average per game uh, for an entire week. 35 average is absolutely that's obscene. Wild. Absolutely yeah, obscene. So uh, go check out uh, Legendary 117S. Finally, last one, and this is kind of the, the yes, beaten yes, potatoes yes. of all of this. These are the fantasy points, Katie. Uh, this is how you build out your team. These are the people at the top. And I got to say, Huskers is on this list every week. Every single every week. Every single week. If you're trying to make some money over there on Coliseum for, yeah. for some fantasy Warzone. every time. Just grab Huskers. It, it, I don't care how much he costs. He should be on there. Um, the, the man is a legend. You see Tommy at the top this week. Biffle's most likely always going to be on this list as well. We got FIFA kill. We you got see FIFA a lot yeah. too. Yeah. And of course, Scumman on the list as well. And if you guys have been paying attention to Twitter, I think Scum's going to be joining the podcast in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned 
uh, for that. But yeah, if you guys didn't know, Coliseum has provided all this intel and all this data. It's a lot of fun to do the stat chat every single week. They're the reason we're able to do what we do over here. So exclamation point sponsor in the chat. You can also use code BOTLOBBY for a little extra promo Please. cash the first time you log in. So go use that code. Uh, go check out Coliseum. Mm -hmm. uh, it's time for you guys to get more from Warzone streaming. Whether you watch it all day or just occasionally, you can enter into Coliseum's free Warzone fantasy contest and win when your favorite streamers win or put up a ton of kills. Uh, build your dream squad now at coliseum.co. That link in the chat will take you right there straight to their Friday contest. It's a Friday freebie. You don't Beautiful. have to pay anything. You just get in there and, and do we your love thing. Freebies. We go to the Friday freebie and get Huskers. There you go. <laughs> get Perfect. Huskers, probably get Biffle, and you'll be pretty much good for there. <laughs> uh, no, that's all we've got for the stat chat. Again, thank you to Coliseum for making it possible. Now, Katie, it's time for the Shitter's mm -hmm. Digest. I think I had a voice crack in there. I'm 27 years old. Uh, Shitter's okay, Digest. Okay, look, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> Shitter's yeah. Digest is usually about drama. We have a little bit to talk about, but I think there is drama uh, it, when we start talking about the biggest Warzone tournament we've seen in months world series of warzone katie mm -hmm. yeah world series of warzone um really thrilled to finally see that officially announced i know uh there's been a lot of questions about it for a long time is it coming back if so when where will you be able to view it so on and so forth and that's something again uh in the video that goge and i did yesterday which you can find on our youtube we cover a, a lot of that information but also the where when why how you register and everything else but uh there's some notable differences this time around for world series of warzone 2 uh, i think one of the big ones trios instead of duos this time there's no overarching captains um the prize pool is a uh, 600,000 uh i think last time was 1.2 mil uh in total but the the trios instead of duos is really what i find interesting goge because you you heard from super evan right uh, they have an idea of who they want their third to be but even with tweets like, for example, Jowo's tweet, uh, if I go ahead and pull that up, said looking for one with Breadman, potentially no surprise. A lot of those duos, there are sometimes set trios, but a lot of times there's not. And I like that unknown element being injected into what's going to happen with World Series Forza. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I, I made a tweet yesterday about this as well. And I, I said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, I, I wish there was more a series of massive tournaments with the same team size, you know, format, not necessarily, mm -hmm. but a same team size, because I would love to see the storyline kind of unfold yes. of more of these trios. I, I think trios <laughs> just fits the bill. You can fit it into Rebirth. You can fit it into to caldera you could fit it into mini royale and it just makes sense i i think if we just ran with trios on everything and made all large events trios although it sounds sounds kind of like boring it allows people to start creating these teams tbe is the best example right. Everybody knows TBE. Everybody knows what that means, what they've accomplished. It's awesome to see those storylines unfolded. It's kind of nice for the health of the game, too, to have, oh, there's this team, then there's this team, then there's this team. These trio teams, these god squads. Or the Joe Redman Thief plays exactly. a lot with them. Exactly. Like there's, I, I agree. There's a lot of those high-impact trios um, that we know the duos, right? But I, I agree. I think it, we're not unfamiliar with trios by any means, but I, there's a lot more story that has yet to be told 
when it comes to trios. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of teams will, will find themselves coming into Warzone 2 as well um, if, if this continues and World Series of Warzone continues. Excited to see it back, though. Announcement video was really cool. Oh, yeah. um, Love that. We went through all the pertinent details on our on our video that's on this channel. It's literally the last video right before this one. If you're watching this in VOD form, um, we break everything down that you need to know. There's a lot of things that you may not know as well that we were able to find through like the finer details of that website. There's a lot going on on the website. So make sure you check out that video um, and, and subscribe to the channel as well, by the way. But, um, <clears> you know, definitely do that. Part. <laughs> one of the things that's different is this kind of go around is it seems more of a quote unquote, what I'll call a competitive format, albeit it is an invitational and as such mm -hmm. doesn't have any GAs or bands. Uh, it is right. a bit more of on the competitive side, if I can use that term lightly, right? Um, there's mm -hmm. no, there's no big captains. There's no larger like goal aside from the event at hand. Um, and, and you've got EU and NA split again. And of course you have this kind of like uh, in-game playlist that you're, you're working through like the CDLR, which was different than last time. Um, and through that playlist, you have a chance to qualify. And um, I, I, I quite like that idea. Now, I know there's kind of some quote unquote mm -hmm. controversy around the in-game playlist, Katie. So, you know, there mm -hmm. was a lot of question marks around VPNs and all of this jazz. But I think the difference this time around is that, well, we've got a full three days of the playlist being open yes. rather than like 10 hours. Yeah, well, and I think something, too, is clearly Activision has made it a priority to learn and improve and innovate upon that initial World Series of Warzone. And, I mean, that's great news, right? Because if this is something they want to continue building, that's what you want to see is them identifying some of the weak points, uh, maybe bolstering those, figuring out unique ways to make each individual iteration of World Series of Warzone unique. So I, I like to see those as well as the fact that the qualifiers because everyone will initially go through an open 40 teams from those opens eu and na will move on to their respective region qualifiers but those qualifiers for the first time ever are going to be live broadcast yep. and i think things like that as well are such a step in the right direction i love to see that out of activision and it, again not only for the storylines from a casting perspective but also i think to give more lead up and hype time to when you get to those actual finals so i, I think totally a lot agree. of those improvements are are spot on and i would also think it lends to um more hope for innovations on cdlr as well if you're seeing them do all these great improvement steps in the right direction for World series of warzone it only makes me more excited for what i hope we'll see from cdlr in the future sure yeah if it, if it does come around the corner that would be that'd be awesome um yeah let's uh you know you're talking about those streams and i think the the fun part will be some of these people that are going to be trying to qualify right like the the unknown mm -hmm. names because you can only imagine too katie that like we'll start seeing team announcements probably pretty soon because the way the format is broken down is that 20 teams will be invited to the finals we already see some of those teams tweeting out sure point. yeah no that's true like like joe said hey i've got an invite to the finals and was like yeah. we need one um i'll be i'll be excited to see which teams will be like officially announced whether it's from the call of mm -hmm. duty page or not to note okay if these people were invited because there's only 20 teams invited which sounds like a lot but when you think of the overall scope of warzone competitors and people they would want included whether it's you know cdl people or not um org based people or not like there there's going to be a lot of what i will call mid to 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 high mid-tier streamer competitors that are like very well known that will not get an invite to the finals and they're gonna to have to grind through these qualifier stages and, and there is no guarantee no matter how good you are there's no guarantee 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Into that top 20 from the qualifier into uh, the final. Yeah, you know, and when you start thinking about like CDLR, we saw the same. Like Picnic is a great example. Picnic's team, mm -hmm. you know, had to qualify, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, um, yeah. through through all of the qualifying that CDLR had and then ended up killing it in the final. So it was like, you know. The, and it, on the flip side, we saw staple names like Smixie and a few others who weren't able to qualify, unfortunately. Yep. And people you would just assume would be there. Like, that that's one of the exciting elements, too. Kind of that unknown of of there might be kind of those hidden contenders coming forth and, and upsetting the status quo of who you might expect to be in something like a finals for World Series of Warzone. Totally agree. Um, something else worth noting that we talked about in the video, too, was a, a prize pool delineation. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not quite as, th this is a good term. Term. Uh, this is not a negative thing, but it, it was not quite as Twitch rivalsy, where everybody gets paid out. Um, the price pool is extremely diluted because of that. They still went with like a, hey, you performed well, you're going to get paid. Um, but it's top 20. So the top half gets paid out with first place walking away with 50 grand. Um, still very sizable, you know, given the, the price pool of, of 200,000 that you will earn through the base competition. And then Gotta mention again, solo YOLO's back. Hundred thousand yeah. dollar one map. It, it's cool is like, hey, we had a six hundred thousand per region last time. Now it's three hundred thousand per region this time. We still see the solo YOLO. That's how important it was to Activision and how obviously iconic it was. You know, there's a little bit of randomness there or maybe a little bit of skillfulness there that Skump and Aiden were the last two that just made for the best storyline ever. Um, but I'm really excited to see it back again this year because I think viewership will be through the roof for that last game in particular, hopefully through the entirety of the event, of course, but that last, last game is going to be crazy because that was I mean, a precedent. Imagine, imagine you have a dark horse who comes through the open quals into the finals and wins that solo yellow, right? Like, <laughs> we have that iconic moment of Skump and Aiden where Skump came out on top last time. And I mean, if you're... If you're writing a press release, it doesn't get better than Skump winning yeah, the solo yeah, YOLO. Yeah. But uh, there are so many ways that you can have an unforgettable moment based on the solo YOLO. So I love, love, love seeing that. Uh, and you mentioned it, right? It's 50K for the for the team that wins that is a step up over the 40k first prize in the duos overall obviously diluted more because it's going to be in trios but i'm curious as well to see within around the top five duo placements from the first iteration how many of those names are we going to see in various teams within a top five again i mean huskers and noobs took first place biffle and super evan took second place tommy and almond were third drifts and jc baby were fourth yep. and it's funny this is one that you know probably isn't going to be a duo again breadman and Skullface, because breadman and joe they're they're always yep. that duo now but it'll be really interesting for me to see as well who can once again find that consistency because that would be very impressive to me if you can find the consistency within world series of Warzone, despite duo versus trio whatever it might be to once again be within that top five placement yeah, I know. It's it's funny that when you remember when Super Heaven said his, one of his favorite game modes that he hasn't seen forever in tournaments was duo customs. Uh, yes. mm -hmm. I think this was the last time that it's been played. Uh, Super Evan and Biffle yeah. playing duo customs for and winning $30,000, getting second place in World Series of Warzone. So, you know, it's, it's funny to, to hear that. And I haven't seen a duo custom since. So, uh, but no, trios will be fun. You're right. It's 40, it was 40 grand for the first place. Now it's 50 grand for first place, even with half the prize pool. I really like that just because of the way payouts happen. Okay. Super diluted. Um, overall, very excited about the event. I think all of the changes that they made made a ton of sense 
Um, Storylines are going to be really solid. It's still the biggest event we've seen in in Caldera. Um, I love that. By a sizable margin, I think yeah. by a solid 200K. I think the largest event we've seen in Caldera was um, uh, Baka Bros Wonderland. Was a hundred k. We had the Caldera Challenge. Was a hundred k. There's a couple hundred k's, yeah, but I don't. Think. Think, I don't think there's been anything larger than a hundred k, which is a lot of money. Let's just be very clear. Yeah. Um, and this is a three hundred thousand dollar prize pool twice, right? Like we can briefly right. mention also our EU friends. We're not trying to shirk you guys under the rug. Like we've got some incredible EU competitors. However, I will say EU side of things is a bit more top heavy. Oh, Tim the Tapman's was hundred and fifty k. Tim the Tapman was 150. Tim the, the Tapman's white chimes. Good call. And I love that you brought that up about EU because low-key, if I'm FIFA, if I'm the Jukies of the world, I am feeling good. Shout out to Lynn. Lennon. Lennon. I have EU. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot you can list. There's a lot you can list, but... When you're going to rattle off some of the ones you immediately think of, Fief and Jukies are probably going to sure. be the first two in whatever variety that you mentioned. There's a lot of incredible EU talent, but they don't have to deal with, they have to deal with each other, but their concentration of um, kind of top competitors, there's just a lot in NA that they won't have to deal with. You're not going to have to deal with Huskers, Noobs, Tommy Allman, you know, Super Evan, all these people. So if I'm them... I'm feeling really confident. There's no guarantee and your competition's going to be stiff and who knows who's waiting in the wings to maybe be that upset potential. But if I'm any of them, Lennon, Ravsar, anyone else, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to, to EU side. I'm thinking about Microvolt, Quirky, Bubble, um, CT. I'm thinking about Lynn. I'm probably thinking about mm -hmm. Wiz. Um, I mean, there's there's a there's a some really solid EU talent out there, but but I, it does feel more top heavy, right? It does feel like hey, there's going to be a little bit more discrepancy, and, and the question is who's going to be coming out of the woodwork that maybe we haven't heard of, or maybe we haven't heard from in a long time, right? Like I think those are both yeah. options from the EU side. So excited For about sure. that. Um, we'll certainly keeping a uh, we'll, we'll keep a an eye on the competition from the EU side as well as if, of course our NA side. Some exciting announcements about. Uh, both of those as well coming down the line. So stay tuned for that um, and stay tuned to the bot lobby because we'll be reporting on all of that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, Katie, a lot of fun. Really excited about World Series of Warzone. That's kind of been the Twitter thread over the last couple days that it's been announced. Um, uh, is there anything else we want to hit before we call this one? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, okay. go for it. What did I miss? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm like 99.99% oh. sure that I'm being being baited really hard here yeah. and lord knows i fall for it every time man i trust way too easily but uh who, maybe it's a sign because the tweet wasn't deleted and scumming is a connoisseur of the tweet and delete sure uh I, there's just no way it could be true there's no way it's gonna be but he tweeted <clears throat> he he tweeted yesterday so uh vain. need to <laughs> it's so vain but we're here for it. Need two for World Series of Warzone. Huskers and Unrational have informed me they think they have a better chance with someone else. Sad face. I know this is bait, but I want to live in a world. I want to just humor me for a second. Guys. Sure. Let's live in a world where it's not bait. Okay. So who who do Huskers and Unrational pick up? Who does Scum and play with? Um, I mean, he could uh, probably like Aiden. It'd be like Aiden, Scum, and Z Smith or something like that, which would just make would me, me want to rip my leg off. <laughs> would be gross. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just gotta say, I, I will pull. I would pull up this. I don't trust my my overlays here, or I'd pull yeah. up this tweet. But Kaylee's response, 
<laughs> to this tweet made me cry. Kaylee, Faze Kaylee responds. Kaylee Renee says, I haven't played in almost seven months, and I think I have a better chance at beating Unrational and Huskers. Let's team. <laughs> I like I like Hilarious. Uh... Uh, I, I definitely think it's bait, though. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, no, I know it's bait, but I like to think of the hypothetical. Like, oh, yeah. okay, so you would say maybe he goes to Aiden and Zsmit, which would be a really, really gross trio. But who would Unrational and Huskers pick up them? Well, I, I think even a, maybe a better question that that isn't bait is, like, Joe. Joe's playing with bread, 100%. He's mm -hmm. got a spot in the finals. You mentioned this already. It's, it's Oh, he can't even pick up Fief. What exactly. am I talking it's about? Low, yeah, he can't it's even low pick up flow kill in just about every tournament that they can play. The problem is the kill can't be there. It's just low flow. So Lofo is looking Ooh, for their third. Wow. I I know Lofo with Mayo was pretty solid. Maybe they pick up Mayapo. Like I I don't know. I don't know. I'd be well, curious the to see. Is, do Aiden and Z Smith pick up Rated? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, That's what I mean, there's a lot of because Aiden and Rated used to be one of sure. no, those top duos. Used to, yeah, they used still, to be. You know, they come back and forth. They still play with each other every once in a while now, but. You have those really strong contenders that are kind of just floating around and could really change things depending on what team they land on. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I think we're going to see a couple interesting trios of like, hey, let's let's slam this thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and let's let's briefly talk about it, too. Um, the when you start talking about World Series of Warzone, we know there's going to be no GAs, no bans, regardless of how you feel mm -hmm. about that. It doesn't matter. You're playing for three hundred thousand dollars, like figure it out. Right. Um, so when that is the case and that is the rule set, I mean, are there certain strategies you think you're going to come out during these customs that you wouldn't necessarily see to preface that though uh mm -hmm. the, the the multipliers are still in play and they're fairly what i'll call aggressive multipliers if you win you get yeah. two times multiplier which is great but it's 1.5 mm -hmm. from like second all the way down to 15th so you mm -hmm. gotta get kills so it can't be oh i'm gonna run riot shield shotgun and troll people those should should have been banned like that's not gonna that's not gonna get you a win uh like what what kind of weird interesting strategies do you think we could see that usually isn't allowed um, I, it, it's going to be tough because uh, yeah, I, I agree with white chimes. I think, uh, vehicle usage is going to be by an order of magnitude more prominent than what we see in a lot of the other competitions that occur. Uh, I, I imagine <laughs> people will be getting, uh, whether it's Bertha's, whether it's, you know, heli use, uh, that's going to definitely impact how things play out. But I think you may see some of the uh, the really weird strategies in that solo yellow you're gonna see because you don't have to worry about anyone else at yeah, that point yeah, I yeah, think yeah. because when you when you're in a team whether it's duos trios anything else you have to compromise on the strategy you want to use now you might be already aligned and so you want to do the same same thing maybe someone is more passive someone's more aggressive you have to figure out that play style when you're in solos it, it you can be as weird with your play style and your weapon usage tax everything else and peripherals as you want to be because your yeah. only concern is yourself so i think that's where maybe we're going to see some of the some of the real weird things no I, I agree with that i mean if you think back to the solo yolo that that optic did mm -hmm. in in the the optic 100k i think it was um you know you had breadman when winning 15k mm -hmm. in a solo yolo um and we almost saw iceman isaac win that by flying a plane around in circles for like 25 minutes and then floating out of the sky. He made top four, I believe, if I remember correctly. I mean, if it like, works, exactly. it works. No, it, 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 when you're playing for $100,000, you better get as weird and strategic as you possibly can. You every well, loophole, every rule, though, everything. When people are like, 
if you're not firing at people, you haven't really won. It's like, no, no, no. It might not be the strategy you thought yeah. of and you're upset by that. Yeah, yeah. But if it works and all things go, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I am too. I think the thing to remember too about Warzone time to kill being so high, albeit mm -hmm. riot shields are not the preferable option. And I don't think a riot shield like Cali stick combo is going to win. Having... Oh, imagine though, imagine uh, right. the Callies. Oh, that'd be amazing. It'd be hilarious. But I do think, I, I, I don't really see a reason not to run a riot shield. Like, like if you're doing the solo YOLO, put on a riot shield at your back because worst case scenario, you, you have to rotate and, and cross like a wide open field because we know that there's a lot of those on Caldera and you don't have a mm -hmm. balloon. You don't have a way to rotate quickly. You're out in the open. You don't have a vehicle and in your top 10 and you're sweating bullets, yelling at your mom to stop yell talking to you because you're playing for 100K. You mm -hmm. better have a backup plan. Plan B, crouch down like a Ninja Turtle, throw up the riot shield and back up into cover. Like I, I don't see, there's no reason not to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends too. Like, it, it just when you have something like this where no bands, no GAs or anything, it opens up like perk combinations with tacticals, with things like riot shields, anything else. Uh, the variety of combinations and play styles that will come out. Um, I, I agree. I think you probably will see a lot of people with riot shields. But I've also seen like upper echelon players, someone having a riot shield is not an impediment. To people like that they yeah. know exactly where yeah. to shoot they know i mean maybe you have something like that c4 like it, it, people will find ways to deal with it but i agree it is always a safe call to give yourself that extra bit of protection yeah no i mean i don't know i'll be curious to see what happens <laughs> i'll be really curious to see during the actual main competition uh i think it's like five games uh of of caldera who's going to come out on top what strategies they're going to be using how different will they be than what i'll call like the traditional rule set that we're seeing in a lot of these tourneys um given the the rule set that we are given so um it'll be fun i'm really excited about it uh, I, i'm hoping it's a great viewer experience and brings back what i will call the hype around warzone competitions um or or events rather maybe is a better word for it but um overall excited about th that being announced and, and looking forward to it um all right i think that i do i forgot about that one thanks for saving us there katie i think that's all we've got uh we had the joe o tweet world series of Warzone. uh we talked about the prior winners i, I think that's uh that's pretty much it should just digest always a good time one of my favorite parts of the episode if you guys hung on till the very end here for shooters digest thank you um if you i'm gonna say this one more time if you want to know more about world series of warzone we created a very informative video it's about less than mm -hmm. it's right under 10 minutes you can go check it out it's on our youtube right now this vod will be uploaded as soon as you know 48 hours maximum from the time of recording so we thank you guys for joining us uh katie final words uh everybody knows where to find you you can point at them instead of say words if you want to uh but but go for it where, where can people find you and all your socials well, it's wonderfully displayed below me. <laughs> See World's Bedford Instagram and tweet tweeters. I was gonna go with tweeters and then twitters and then whatever. I'm just gonna keep it's moving. Fine. I'm finishing just, my, just I'm finishing my coffee. Shh, shh, shh. And then Katie Bedford uh, on Twitch, which is where I will be live later. Actually, I have a sponsored stream in a hey. couple hours. We're gonna be playing uh, more God of War. Hey, and uh, hanging out. So I'd love to see you there.
Heck yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm Grandmaster Goge. You can find me at Grandmaster Goge on all the socials. I think I'm rebranding to Goge very soon because I'm tired of the Grandmaster side. Goge You're is just cleaner. You're always a Grandmaster to me. Well, I appreciate that, but it's probably going to be Goge for the for the, for the the future. But regardless, uh, you can find me on all the major socials. I've got a lot of tournaments coming up, casting a lot of events. Katie and I might be casting uh, something soon together, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you I guys so you. much. I miss you. I miss casting with you. I have I, okay. a I know we're trying to do a clean clean. Oh, I just yeah. want everyone to know I, I miss casting. Um, hey, that's all we've got <laughs> for the Bot Lobby podcast. If you guys tune in via Twitter, we had a lot of people in the Twitter space earlier with Super Evan. He was the best guest ever. If you're over there on Twitch, thank you for being here. Um, thank you for the love. Thanks for the subs, all that good stuff. You guys are amazing. We're going to go ahead and close this one out. We'll see you guys in the next one.